1: It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast
0: presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. This is Masters in Business with Barry Ritholtz on Bloomberg Radio. Welcome to the podcast this week. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and you're listening to Masters in Business on Bloomberg Radio. This week, I have an old friend in as a guest, Howard Lindzen, who has a storied background in the world of angel and venture investing. I know Howard for a good couple of years, primarily from his time when he was running uh, the StockTwits Network, which was the largest financial social network uh, out there. As well as a number of other investments that he's made over the years that I've been familiar with in the technology space, uh, Howard is a Canadian, so that makes him nicer than most people, but also gives him a slightly different perspective on how things are here in the states. and And we've seen a number of different Canadians like Howard and Paul Kadrosky and other such folks come down from Canada and just you know have a slightly different perspective which lets them see things a little bit differently. And I think you'll find this an amusing and interesting conversation. With no further ado, here's my conversation with Howard Lindzen.
1: This is Masters in Business with Barry Ritholtz on Bloomberg Radio.
0: My guest this week is Howard Lindzen, entrepreneur, angel investor, hedge fund manager. What, What else can we add to your curriculum vitae?
1: Uh, married, 19 years. Right. Two kids, two dogs. Two kids, two dogs. I get my best ideas from the dogs and the kids.
0: You know, I, I read somewhere that your hobbies are driving your kids around and staying awake. And and I will save the answer to what that actually means till till later. So let's talk a little bit. Uh,
1: remind of, me, resume and sleep are two big trends okay. and themes of mine.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your background. You grew up in Canada- Toronto. Toronto. And then Canada. Not (laughs) Canada. It's like like New York. Right. It's a. um... We don't
1: consider it Canada. Montreal's Canada. Right. Uh, Yukon Territories is Canada. So
0: you don't think growing up north of the border impacted the way you view the economy, economic activities, and technology? Good
1: question. I think Toronto's boomed for so long that I don't think we were subject to some of the. Some of the stuff that probably happened in the United States. Toronto's just been in such a long boom. Maybe it's because they couldn't leverage themselves. Uh, I feel the city's become like an L.A. without uh, an ocean. So I'm not. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not bearish on Toronto. I don't like it as much as I used to. And, but I moved away when I was young. I moved to Arizona when I was uh, 19.
0: Right. So, but you still effectively grew up north of the border. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Grew up,
1: loved the city. All my friends were there. I uh, grew up in a wealthy neighborhood, so I was lucky. Uh, and so maybe I just didn't see uh, the differences as much. You know, we grew up watching CBS affiliates, Buffalo. We saw Buffalo burn during the 70s. Right. Everybody was burning down Buffalo, Cheektowaga, Tonawanda. Those, well, that's it gets where we got our there. news. You know, It's very and,
0: cold uh, in Buffalo. You've and got the b- bills.
1: We were bills and uh, we were bills fans.
0: So so you moved to Arizona. You get an undergraduate degree in Canada, a graduate degree in um, the United States. How did you find your way to angel technology investing? The...
1: I came. I came out of a school called Thunderbird, right after the Gulf War. One of Who, my, whose logo looks like it's right from. Well, they're Transformers. bankrupt now. So, oh, are I mean, they? I never really cared about sh- my
0: degree. Never mattered to me. Now right. it's worthless. Right. The, uh, well, that logo looked. It was right off of the Transformers movie. It was right off the Transformers. It's, movie. It's, so the dean was Optimus Prime, and and I didn't know they went. Why? How does a school go bankrupt? How mismanaged is their endowment? Oh, they, they just, just
1: college doesn't have tarp. That's how they go bankrupt. There you go. (laughs) No bailouts for- uh... (laughs) There's no bailout for Howard's graduate school. Listen, it was a dual degree with ASU and Thunderbird, which is not- uh, So they don't exist anymore? They're
0: gone? It's a good question. I don't know. Because uh, you could give yourself a doctorate. If they don't I, exist anymore, you
1: could promote yourself. I got to be honest. Is uh, This is a funny story, The but I'll go quickly because there's more important things to talk about. I think I had missed two classes and we were in a fight over whether my degree was there. I waited a couple of years, walked in really dumb and asked for my degree one mm-hmm. time and they gave it to me. There you go. So I do have that degree. But more importantly, I don't know. I think it's still – I I don't operating. know. I, I you know I Someone just comes know. along and I know I have the, the most Twitter followers because they invited me to school. I they <laughs> never liked me, but I got invited because right, they of were followers into social <laughs> and so I got the claim the fame the dean called me who's now at George Mason, who's was a really good guy, the president, Angel Cabrera, uh, not the baseball player. And uh he called me one day, goes, Oh, we're very interested in social media and you are the man. So uh I went So how spoke. did
0: you become the man? How let's start first. How did you find your way to angel investing?
1: Yeah, what a what a what an interest. First of all, very. I think a lot of angel investing is uh, first of all passion. Second of all, it's no different than anybody with domain expertise.
0: A uh, little luck, little passion. Um, but that's how do you be successful once you're there? Oh, okay. How do you go from I'm a business major to I have an idea? Why don't I seed a bunch of startups?
1: Well, I only seeded one. I graduated. I was illegal in the States. It was hard to work. I didn't have – it was the Gulf War. Uh, we had uh, – I was in, in Phoenix. 91. In 91. I graduated from school. Uh, the country was at war. Uh, I was um, – uh, it was a recession. You had Charles Keating. Uh, right. Phoenix was a mess. Uh, s crisis was the center of the, the mess. And, you know, I uh, – the only job I could get was as a stockbroker – uh, for the principal group, which became epler and it became many things. Principal
0: it, group now is a giant insurance company.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, when I was doing it, I was cold calling. Uh, it was the only job I could get. They sponsored me. And I cold called this kid, uh, Mark Scatterday, and he had invented a product called The Grip. It was a stress ball. Two two meetings later, I realized he didn't have money, so I wasn't going to get him as a client. But I had invested twenty five grand, harder earned twenty five grand. I went to my dad, said, "Dad, back me. We got I got this great product, blah blah blah." He asked for a business plan. I said, "Business plan. This is just what's a home- that? Yeah, this is just a home run product. Come on." And uh, I, unfortunately, I was probably one of the last times I talked to my dad. Uh, so
0: you failed backwards into. Through, through this product into venture investing. Exactly. That product, so this that- product
1: became uh, the Pet Rock. It's in the QVC Hall of Fame. Uh, it was- uh, Giant it went, success. Giant success, $40 million in revenue. Um, really got me going in my hedge fund world because Mark and I had all this cash to manage and the 90s were- Oh, boy, what a boom time. It was sure. roll-up city. And uh, in our business, which was the ad specialty business, it became, you know, I uh, learned about roll-ups. I learned about uh, the healthcare industry, FICOR, and all these uh, 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 healthcare roll-ups, if if you can remember. And it was a bull market of like of epic proportions in the 90s. It was a low vol bull market. And I thought I knew what I was doing. It was just a good, lucky first angel investment. And really the core of that angel investment was, oh my
0: God, this is the best product I had ever felt. Earlier, I used a quote of yours and I want to repeat it and have you explain it a little bit. You recently said in print, there's never been a better time to build a business in America than today. Explain.
1: Well, I say it every time I get asked. November, two, my favorite, my, uh, my The best time I ever said it, uh, I was in front of a bunch of Canadian Torontonians in 2008 after I'd sold Wallstrip and it was the crash. VIX was at 100. I posted a chart of the S&P on the VIX and I said, what are you people doing watching me? You should be building a business. Uh, that's really when I started plunking down a lot of my money. Uh, but today I say the same thing. Here's why.
0: Well, let me just back up. Wallstrip was one of your earlier yes. investments. It was a satirical- um, sort of like the Daily Show for Finance, yes. only online yes. and three to five-minute segments, you had Lindsay... Correct, um, Lindsay Campbell. We did Lindsay everything Campbell. through Craig. She list. was terrific, yep. right. And um, you sold that to CBS for a nice chunk of change.
1: Yeah, we started in six months. I cold called Fred Wilson, who had backed Kramer at the Street.com. Fred uh, gave me my first 50K, introduced me to a bunch of other VCs. Right. I use the term loosely because they all invested without meeting me. 25 grand, Brad Feld, Mark Pincus. It was a who's who, in, at, on maybe Fred, not at the so. time, on Fred's uh, phone call. The funniest being Mark Pincus, who said no at first and said, tell Fred to uh, stop giving out my phone. Number <laughs> <laughs> right, Mark that's went funny. on to start Zynga, uh, is, but he did which invest. Has been a big success, yeah, but he did invest, but uh, never really given me any uh, kudos. Uh, Mark's a pretty tough kid. So, but uh, so uh,
0: by the way, Fred Wilson runs. You got a yeah, little we, background. Hopefully, we can on, get him in here. Hopefully, we can get uh, him in. Here. So, so just a little background. Fred runs a uh, venture firm. My, Falls. Ment-
1: my mentor, he started uh, Union Square Ventures, which and, has been wildly successful. I would say the best East Coast media VC of all time,
0: right? And uh, after he's made people enough money... At a certain point, he calls up and says, "Hey, I'm putting some money into this. Throw 25 or 50." Yeah, and most people don't even hear. He looked at
1: it as an art project. Obviously, right. YouTube had just started. We had uh, chatted on his blog for a long time. I never really needed anything. I was taking ideas from him. Term sheets, how to build a term sheet. This was, you know, this was my way into the into the truly learning your the real business. education. Forget yeah, Thunderbird, bankruptcy ink. This was Fred. Will- the school yeah, of Fred this Wilson. Is, this is uh, who's going to pay the Teamsters type stuff. Right. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> so I would cut and paste stuff from their blogs and build term sheets and i was so grateful and this is 05 and then, and then uh, when i saw youtube i said it's time to disrupt CNBC. let's build a show reverse right. it uh kramer a female kramer that knows nothing about the markets let's see if we can educate her and teach her about trend following fred plunked down we put our first show on online it was really funny the apple show was the original show it was like Let's get long Apple. Uh, obviously, at, continue about, to be long Apple. About probably about twenty bucks. To, probably about twenty bucks, counted for split's oh no. A split now with splits, it's probably oh, like, it's like six bucks, bucks yeah. five six bucks. Right. So home run idea. We covered Nike next. Chipotle's uh, companies that I felt uh, the idea was uh, stocks making all time highs that I felt were in trends that were everlasting. Obviously, with
0: uh, not quite know. everlasting, but long lasting. Long lasting.
1: Well, everlasting themes. But right. uh, the point is, yeah, trying to find companies that you don't have to day trade. So uh, uh, we raised uh, six hundred grand, sold to CBS for five million. Uh, not a bad return, right? In six months, no. Right. So I became ten, a little bit cr- of a, almost
0: ten x in six times. Became a,
1: a little bit of a celebrity. So that was kind of the fun little interlude. Right. Uh, to start parlaying that money into angel investing.
0: The comment, there's never been a better time to to build a business. Here's here's what I
1: say. Uh, Go ahead. In 1980, when I started a company, it was you had to spend three grand on a box, just a box to get a telephone in your room. You had to sign a, a rent with your name on it. You had a, um, you had a, you had to buy PCs for four or five grand. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Today right? you could do impossible. all that for next to nothing. Today you do it at Starbucks with a laptop that, you get, that your parents bought for you. Eleven hundred yeah. Now anybody can start a product. The other thing is number one. Way to get into business by yourself is start a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so even today, uh, to toot uh, one of my portfolio companies, we you know with Lending Club going public and on deck capital going public, now we're going to see the verticalization of these platforms for getting money. I invest in a company called Apple Pie Capital, which helps franchisees uh, crowdsource money to open their first. Uh, franchise operations. So the franchisors are now, because the banks aren't lending, are going on these platforms. This one being Apple Pie Capital, like, the,
0: like a Kickstarter for angel investors, Kickstarter, investing.
1: but in a
0: very specific pre- niche of franchising. Yeah, so, which is the number one
1: open, business in America. It's the it's the it's the pulse of America. Franchises. If I want to open a McDonald's or a Chipotle, I'm not saying as McDonald's because we're not doing business with them yet. But companies in the Midwest, whether they're like this big jewelry franchise or a pizza gotcha. franchise, where it's a proven franchise. If you follow the instructions, you can make You'll Money. Make money right at all uh, and they can't the banks can't fund them so now uh, you know that's a great yield type play for institutions so to go put 200,000 across a diversified portfolio of franchises so when I say never been a better time to start a business you can go start a franchise company right now a business you can go start uh, you can go get a job anywhere you got Craigslist LinkedIn uh, there's no excuse not to be able to just show up at a company and just so uh, I have prove some yourself skills, put
0: them to work yeah uh, you, you can go could. learn
1: to code for 13 grand at one of these private schools in new build york build an
0: app build a game build yeah i'm not a saying whatever.
1: you gotta go build something because there's a lot more skills in marketing and sales and getting your first customers and figuring out all the to do but you can so go get more these than skills just, for free you can go more, get these skills for basically free
0: it's more than just the basic technology it's yeah. everything that surrounds coming up with an idea making it sellable Mm-hmm. and then doing everything surrounding it beyond the technology. Yeah, and you can do this while you have a job.
1: So, I mean, you know, I always recommend people uh, don't make, take the leap until you really are committed to being an entrepreneur. A lot of people call themselves entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I think we're at a stage where uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs. There's these people that, you know, have a job. They think they have another business. You don't have a business until you're doing it full time. Right. Uh, you're not committed. Uh, no real investor is going to give you money if you haven't taken the leap away from or at least I, guys like me aren't. But... Um, you know, it's never been a better time to take that leap. You got there's all so these much place nice to do to be, research. All these things that used to be behind the institutional in wall are now there. Uh, your phone is uh, 40 bucks a month, 80 bucks a month. Uh, that is your 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 business. You've got Relate IQ, you can go build a CRM product, you go use a CRM product on your own start your business. Gmail, uh,
0: Relate IQ. Uh, That's like that sounds like it's all very straightforward stuff, not a lot of out of pocket cost. One of the things I wanted to talk specifically about today, you know, we always hear about the, the idea. Here's a world-changing idea. But as an investor in startups, I, w- I want to throw five bullets out and you tell me what's important, what's less important, what's not important. Go ahead. The founders, the idea, the technology, the business model, or the valuation. What do those things matter most? Can I see them again? Sure. Quickly? So I would throw out
1: a technology. It doesn't not matter. Not important.
0: Well, I don't think so. So Uber, uh, the tech behind Uber, not significant? Uber doesn't
1: work unless there was Google Maps. Yeah, that's so true. So theoretically- you It's c- not even their technology. Well, it is, but I mean, you got to blend it with Google Maps. Where would Uber show up? They wouldn't know where to show up. So I, you know, I could talk about that with all the things that I do, You know, a mashing, just like uh-huh. Steve Jobs. So I think to me- Domain expertise and the founders matter. You know, I'm 49 years old. I'm not writing checks like a spry chicken anymore. The right. spray and pray. I'm looking for founders with domain expertise because you're going to have to get. You're going to get hit over the head. There's going to be false starts. There's going to be all kinds of issues. Uh, I think we're, you know, uh, Silicon Valley's been uh, fanatical about these young kids. I think as the market boom matures, uh, you know, having some domain experience matters. So founders matter. The idea obviously matters because with the founders, they have to have passion around the idea and some knowledge around the idea. So, um, I would say founders first, uh, value technology last, valuation second last, because if the founders are great, the market idea is great and the idea is great, you're not going to have that much choice over what the valuation is. My biggest mistakes so far have been passing based on valuation. Such as? Twitter, Zynga, Twitter uh, Twitter at that- 20 million valuation in 2008 <laughs> seemed crazy. Yeah, that's uh, insane. Luckily, I am an investor uh, through Bitly and TweetDeck and many other companies uh, in that system. BetaWorks
0: didn't Twitter buy or something? Beta, that-
1: they bought, they bought uh, Surmise, which was uh, the search engine of Twitter. So luckily, I ended up with a lot of Twitter shares. And then they at, bought At a Debt. very low price. At the same valuation. And then I basically uh, TweetDeck as well, same thing. So I backed into a lot of Twitter shares, but and and Twitter inspired me to start StockTwits, which uh, is now, like you said, the largest social network for traders. So founder's idea, um, business model matters. I think as we get late in the boom, you gotta have a thought about how you're gonna do business. So you
0: now just hinted at my next question. Uh-huh. As we get late, but technology in the boom.
1: lasts and valuation lasts. Second to last. Yeah. So
0: so here's the other question. Uh, so is the startup market frothy we've been hearing for yes. 5 years ah oh, silicon valley it's a bubble it's this a... is it frothy does it is it always is this abnormal tell us the state of technology investing in 2015
1: well, like I said, I don't think there's enough entrepreneurs. There's, enough, there's Cash has become a commodity. Uh, platforms to invest, whether it's Angel List or Kickstarter or Apple Pie Capital or Lending Club, have become a, helped cash become a commodity. Interest rates at zero are forcing people to invest. So that's where the bubble is. The bubble is in the commodity of cash. I mean, so we're such a bubble in cash in, that they've created another one, Bitcoin. Ca- so, capital isn't as valuable as it once was because there's so much there's of it. There's so much of it and the yields are so low. So don't kid yourself. What we are shortage of are great entrepreneurs, but don't- main experience. Who knows anything about, it? but you go back a kid to, to do a blockchain or a Bitcoin thing. They may know a little bit about tech. They know nothing about uh, how the regulations work and the industry works. So there's a huge disconnect there. Uh, the second disconnect is, you know, there's a lot of great ideas, but good luck finding an entrepreneur that can execute t- soup to nuts on that, including myself. It's very mm-hmm. hard to do that. I haven't turned out to be able to do everything I wanted with StockTwits because there's a lot of moving parts to how all these things work and timing it and raising the right capital, right. etc. It's a very subtle Thing to be a great entrepreneur, and so uh, I'm biased in the sense that my big wins have come from great entrepreneurs. So when have, so when changed. we
0: look at when we look at the issue of of a bubble. Is this just too much cash t- chasing too few entrepreneurs, or do you think this is a full blown bubble that ends the way two thousand ended? And
1: no, this is not a. I mean, let's 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 really look at this market. And I see crashes in oil, I see crashes in currencies, I see crashes in Russia, and I say, well, you know, the bubbles have never been like this, where the, the S and P continues to rise through it, and rates continue to decline. So what are I would you say I
0: went down almost four percent from the peak. <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> of the S and P when like I think a bubble. End. I think
1: what we have a bubble in. Uh, is this idea of being an entrepreneur, and that's dangerous. So it's it's not, it's, you know. Similar I, to the 1990s not
0: when everybody said, hey, I could be a day trader.
1: I, similar, exactly similar to when people thought they could be a day trader. Everybody thinks they can start a company, and I'm saying if you have a good job, don't kiss a goodbye so quickly. And if you don't have a good job, absolutely start looking to build your uh, network. Uh, I mean, now anybody can build their network. My fund is called Social Leverage. The whole premise based on financial leverage was a bubble. That was the last true bubble, and that ended in 2008, and we still are paying the, cr- the price for that. But Social Leverage is a brand new boom, and that's people using the networks, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook, to accelerate themselves, kind of like the Peloton, to accelerate themselves through learning curves, mentorship, what I did with Fred and Brad and term shoots and what you can do on StockTwits and Twitter now
0: to accelerate yourself. I want to talk a little bit about some of the lessons learned from investing. You mentioned earlier you passed on Twitter. That's a, a giant miss. You ended up backdooring into a lot of Twitter shares. Yeah. But how does one deal with, hey, this is a good investment and it turns out not to be, or this is a bad investment, and it turns out to be great. What do you learn from that process? What do you take away from that?
1: Oh, you know that's the number one question. I guess Uh, if you're gonna call me a master in business, it would be because it goes down to the basics, right? You can learn all this stuff in textbooks. Um, And I have a kids, 15 and 17. I wonder if I want them even going to business school because it really comes down to pie, right? How do you slice the pie? And then it comes down to foundation. How do you structure the company? you know, at the beginning. Because the mistakes you make at the beginning over those simple things of understanding how you're splitting up a pie and what you really own, uh, the type of shares you own, the type of shares everybody else owns, and the way you structure the company, meaning if then, then that, if this, then that. You have to assume you've been through this. You have to assume uh, you're going to fight with your partners mathematically. You have to assume uh, you're going to be Back looking at this cap table, you know, all the time. I just and had a structure. call this weekend
0: on that exact subject, and I remember saying to somebody, "Dude, you're doing this twenty years. You haven't figured out the cap structure is significant. Is the thing? It, it, it was. It drives it was all stunning. the pain. It drives all the yeah. pain. You know, I've made so many mistakes. Meaning the capitalization structure. Who owns what shares? What, what what, why they own it?
1: What happens when you fight? All those basics. You're talking. If we're talking masters of business, learn that. Understand what you own. Always goes back to understanding what you own. We buy public stocks. I look at public stocks as I'm not. I think I'm the. It's the worst piece of paper you could possibly own in a company. You're disadvantaged better,
0: as a shareholder.
1: Yeah. So I prefer to own the most high momentum, high PE things because they're liquid and I can change my mind. But I'm betting on catalysts, which are products and not people. I'm betting right. on products and themes at the in, stir- public er, in public companies. In public companies. At the earliest stage, I am trying to control the cap table and make sure everybody understands because my job as a maestro of all this is making sure the founders have structured themselves right. Uh, do they get along? Are they going to get along? Uh, how does the cap table look? What are my rights? What are my investor rights? Uh, because those are the mistakes that I've made the most. Do I have follow-on rights? Do, uh, what happens if a founder hates another founder? Let me, uh, let me interrupt you right here. You said- yes, sir. Uh,
0: do you learn more from your failures oh, or your yeah. successes? you don't learn from winning. Uh, the do
1: The grip, my squeeze ball company, I didn't learn a damn thing. We were smoking cigars, buying cars at lunch. Orders <laughs> were coming in over the fax machine, there were 90% gross margins. You don't learn from having 90% gross margins. You learn from having 10% gross margin. and going, what the hell am I doing with 10% gross margins? Shut this business down. Uh, so uh, I can say that all my growth has come from failure. Uh, it's painful. I don't recommend it. I don't think you have to have failure. I mean, the grip was the grip. I should have just retired and and done nothing. But. What
0: what <laughs> what are then we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, mm-hmm. what are your biggest failures, and what were the lessons from those?
1: The biggest failures I
0: have... And you can get specific. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's
1: just putting myself in business with the wrong people and mm -hmm. not really understanding the business that I myself was involved in. I was in a brokerage business in uh, the late 90s. I thought it was a great idea as a hedge fund guy to own my brokerage to cut my commissions. Uh, I got myself in bed with a a NASDAQ guy who I thought uh, was the right guy to be in business with. And uh, (laughs) let me just tell you, I didn't understand what a broker-dealer really, how much trouble you could get yourself into at a broker-dealer. For sure. Long, long story short, he was putting uh winning accounts in his personal account and and bad account, and bad winning trades in his personal account, bad trades in the error oh, account. How do you that's it was impossible to discover. Fantastic. Bear Stearns never uh called him out on this and then ran up a six million dollar error account. I would say that was a low point. Six million yeah, dollar main, error account. And you know, by it's the way, covered most by arbitration, counts, so I couldn't even really win, and then nine eleven happens, of course. And most FBI, error accounts
0: are a few thousand dollars. Or 25 are, grand
1: max in Right. Error we
0: account. bought we bought a, a, a Little too much of this, and yes. it moved against us.
1: I, I, a client argues about the price, and you. All right, here we'll unwind like it. Right, it just $6, million. six million. That's insane. It was insane. It was the worst. Had to two be years drummed of out life. of the business by now? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he get forty thousand dollar fine. Still works at a hedge fund. Criminal. You know the SEC so broken. The NESDA would refuse to do business Cuban. with you them. You and Mark Cuban saying refuse to trust them. them. When we started stock StockTwits. Uh, we went at a disadvantage cause I said, you know what? I don't want to be a broker dealer. You know, I could probably build a big business if I was actually in charge right. of the trades, but you know, I've just tried to figure out how to do business without even, uh, getting myself involved with FINRA NASD, and the NASD. Uh, they're sloppy. Uh, they don't work for the people that matter. Uh, they work for the wealth and they work for the wealthy. It's just broken, you know, uh, Silicon Valley you know, Mark, has struggled with in- disrupting right. this this industry right. because they don't Google does not even want to be involved. The right. one industry Google doesn't really want to put it his get money. himself involved in his money. <laughs> uh, and, and think about how silly that is. Google's the smartest people in the world. All right. they do is feed brains and they go, you know what, let's avoid the NASD, SEC, and FINRA. Because you know what? they they're wild cards. Right. They're the worst part of the government.
0: That that's really fascinating. You, I know you. friendly. I, personally, I don't know these people. I've I know, into. I know you're friendly with Mark Cuban. When we did yeah, the Barry. interview with Mark, you're basically quoting from his playbook. He went off on a. On a jihad for 10 minutes. Well, he has more reason than that. Uh, right. right.
1: I was involved with more the sociopath, zeros. criminal. Uh, they didn't mean no wrong, the FINRA and NASD. I, like an idiot, take full responsibility for not understanding what I was doing. I wasn't a criminal. I was involved with a criminal. So this is so the he lesson. he has a different reason. I just look at it as like Google. Right. The greatest company we've ever seen <laughs> refuses to challenge Bloomberg or the or Nasdaq or CME they're market makers they're the biggest right. market maker in the world nah, I don't think with the SEC and Finra We don't want to be we don't want to go there That that's, is how I would decide that That's that is the is.
0: difference between East Coast and West Coast Yeah and that's why
1: Nasdaq that story that's why it's so coming back but it's coming man it is coming And by the way there's end rounds with Bitcoin and the blockchain uh, Google's an investor with me and Robinhood and many financial startups now they're getting so big Such as what sort of financial startups uh data which is kind of like a uh, – which I'm an investor in Big data in as company? Well. No, no, no. It's just a way to organize private company information. So it's kind of like a NASDAQ for private companies. That's just interesting. Very interesting. Uh, They're involved in Robinhood with me, which is a broker-dealer, a mobile broker-dealer. I call it the Uber of trading, which is my favorite startup at the moment. They are involved in Lending Club. They are involved in Uber. They are involved in uh, so many financial startups that you don't know, and uh, Uber be- and Lending Club being two of the biggest ones. So they're backdooring into this space. They're they're buying their time patiently. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting next 10, 15 years in finance. I'm to, very bullish on fintech.
0: So, so let's talk. So there's fintech. Let's talk about a couple of other technologies. Yes, sir. Wearables. You mentioned Bitcoin, nano, genomics, biotech. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what space coming down the road is, is really exciting beyond fintech?
1: Well, they talk about big data and fintech. I think that's a bit of a baloney um, maneuver. I think Bloomberg's got a great handle on big data and markets. I think big data, as it applies to genetics, is obviously important in cloud computing. So so all this technology applied to, you're seeing the biotechs. Nobody understands them. Nobody owns them, right? It's been a five-year bull run. They were oh, in no, a 10-year bear market. Someone Nobody has to really own them. They've owned. had a huge no, run over No, I understand. But five. when people really start owning these things, right. they're still not talked about like on CNBC yeah that's CNBC true CNBC still shutters on Fannie Mae Citibank right uh, old analysts Tesla and that sort of stuff Google Apple when was the last time they really dug in for months on biotech it's coming I'm not that's a bubble that's the closest we have to a bubble is what is biotech
0: but at oh, the really? same time but nobody's talking about biotech right but I'm saying
1: bubble. they can double during that last phase right but they've you know they've definitely had a great run you since know, 08 you know, they've the, been the leader since the bottom of 08.
0: The the amazing thing about biotech is any one of these companies can easily put out a billion dollar product yeah. if it hits, and the traditional way of of putting out a new drug mm-hmm. is you're spending three, four, five hundred million dollars in R and D and testing. But not anymore. And, they don't have to. no. You don't have to, and and, and so you buy the one first of these startups. dollar company could come
1: from biotech. You know, everybody's yeah. focused on Apple and Google. But let's face it; uh, it could come from a biotech company, someone who can uh, help us live to a hundred. A heart company, uh, you know, a global company that solves, you know, helps me live ten years longer, uh, is could be a trillion-dollar company.
0: How far off are we to a cure, not for cancer with a, a, a capital C, but your cancer? That we take your genomic reading and identify exactly what we need to do to kill your specific. Runaway cells that are unique to you. Well, I mean, you that I is screwed. not. You and I are, well, you're 50, I'm 50?
1: Yeah, I'm a little older than yeah, you. Yeah, so we're screwed. Uh, uh, but our kids may live till they're 100. 100- very easily and that goes to why i'm investing in fintech my kids generation doesn't like what's retirement yeah i have a mobile phone i have netflix i have uber i'm gonna live till i'm 100 uh you're the idiots uh you know this is uh this is why you have to rethink how things are done we have this long schwab generation which i'm bullish on schwab but and i own the stock but They don't understand how to think like a fifteen-year-old whose whole life is on a phone. Right, Uh, every message disappears in Snapchat. Every car is on demand; they can get a car. Why do I have to buy a car? I use my phone.
0: A car shows up thirty seconds. And then Netflix
1: for all my content—that is my life, and my iPhone or my Droid. So, uh, if you think you can understand what's going through a millennial's head, you are just lying to yourself, and that's the beautiful
0: opportunity. I've been speaking with Howard Linzen of Social Leverage. He's an angel investor. And venture capitalist. If you enjoy this conversation, be sure and check out our podcast extras where we continue speaking at great length about these and other subjects. You can also check out the entire archive of past podcasts. You can find that at Bloomberg.com or on Apple iTunes. Be sure and follow me on Twitter at Ritholtz. Check out my daily blog at Ritholtz.com or read my daily column on BloombergView.com. I'm Barry Ritholtz. You're listening to Masters in Business on Bloomberg Radio. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm Barry Ritholtz, and woo, you're woo, listening woo. to Masters in Business on Bloomberg Radio. This is my favorite part, where I don't have to worry about reminding you uh, that there are no commercials or anything else. My guest is an old friend today, Howard Lindzen. I have all you these call notes. Me Howie, you can call me Howie. How weird! How weird! How weird! So I know Howie for a long time. Um, what is it about people like you and Kudrowski coming down here from Canada, trying to eat our lunch here in the states? What? Well, what he, is... he truly is. He's from Vancouver. That's Canada, right. as opposed to Toronto, which is merely a situated across of the United border. States. Right. It's the it's the fifty first state. Is yeah, it? Yeah. I mean,
1: Paul is an academic, right? A good investor and a smart cookie. Um, I think I think we're explorers, right? Anybody who explores. Uh, is not going to choose the Yukon. They're going to choose California. So a Canadian explorers prefer to come south. People,
0: mm-hmm. Better weather? <laughs> yeah. I mean, more more. You're not just doing oil and timber and, and minerals? I was the
1: one guy from my friends that just just wanted to come to the States. I, I loved the desert. I moved to Arizona, and now I love the beach. I think America, as a Canadian in America, <clears throat> I look at politics and it disappoints me because we have so much good that we could do. And I, I just, you know, it's been so good to me living in America with the size of a market. Uh, it's always disappointing to see the negative news. I don't watch TV anymore because it's impossible to to gauge the negativity. It's just negative 24-7. There's can I, can even... I tell
0: you, I, I haven't watched live TV. To be fair, my wife flips on um, CBS to get the weather in the morning. And when I'm sitting at my desk at 4.30... Writing the morning commentary, but other than that, we never watch live TV. The greatest. I don't even investors. watch sports I, there's live. No way an investor is DVR. could tell me
1: that they watch TV. Right? Any they, of the top investors, if they're watching TV, I'd be shocked.
0: It, it's either something that I wanted to see that I DVR'd, Absolutely. or something that I specifically hunted. By the way, I, so I've used Apple TV. I heard it's good. Everything on Apple TV is it's Netflix plus everything else. Yeah. But where I live. Up in the woods, we have Dish instead of cable, mm-hmm. and now Dish has Netflix built into their. No, you're box. lucky.
1: I'm stuck on Time Warner for the moment. I I, I don't think there's a worse. You company can move in to America. Dish if you want. You can yeah, move to I'm satellite sure I if you I, want. I, it's like it's like Wells Fargo. I, try, I I cannot believe what they put me through yesterday with fraud. You know, I'm in New York trying to spend money at Lululemon, right? And they've decided my card is stolen, right?
0: Um, Despite you purchasing a plane ticket to come to New York <coughs> to New York. Right. So you would think there's- You talk about big
1: data. Uh, these that's people dumb can't data. do small data. No, they right. can't do small data. Like pick up the phone. They have my cell number. Call me. Right. Uh, and then I give Wells Fargo uh, my name, my social, uh, my shoe size. And they ask for my uh, on, they internet for my internet What's your pin? online. Yeah, some number. How the hell would I, I know? I so don't know much. I'm my... driving in a car trying to spend money right. at Lulu with your credit card. Can I get right. my money? Uh, no. Can so, I tell you I mean, what I found you very asked effective? Me if the systems are broken, this is what makes me bullish. So, I so will never, I will do everything I can to talk badly about Wells Fargo in 2015 s- with TARP money, right? Holding me, er, I earn zero interest, holding me hostage while I try, to try and spend money in the economy.
0: So, Would so we, should,
1: you know what I'm saying? So I we mean, have two separate
0: at, in our household. I homes. can't even fathom it. In our household, we have two separate um, <laughs> J.P. Morgan Chase accounts. Mm-hmm. The first one began as the dime, which was bought by Chemical, which was bought sure. by Manny Havre, and it ultimately ended up in J.P. Morgan. The second was Washington Mutual, which in the middle of the financial collapse, the FDIC auctioned off to J.P. Morgan. So now all of our accounts are J.P. Morgan. And we we know that we're going to get this headache. So anytime we travel abroad, we go to Chase and we say, look, we're going to be in this country or this island And this isn't fraud. It's us. Hi, here's our ID. It's us. So expect from the 5th to the 10th, or whatever it is, the 1st to the 8th, we're going to be sitting on a beach, and here's the hotel. And don't be surprised when you get things. So what happens? We go to the hotel, we give them the card. Immediately, what bounces back is um, you have to contact the bank. They have a problem. I did this previously. So now what I've started doing is when that happens, I pull out the Amex. And then, when I don't get the transaction through, um, Chase, I then call him up and say, Hey, I just want to let you know we dropped 10 grand on Amex because you idiots, despite me saying (laughs) I'm going to be on, I'm going to be in this island at this date and here's the hotel, you still kick the charge back, embarrassing me at the desk, and the Amex went right through. Well, they're not embarrassing you because now that
1: happens to everybody. But, but it's the, annoying. You're annoying me if not it's embarrassing friction. me. friction. And here's right. what happens. I get. Meanwhile, I'm, I tweet I hate Wells Fargo. What do I get today? A DM or a a, a question from Wells Fargo. Pick right. up the frickin' phone. Oh, no, call that's call great. call me. No, no, you call should me. take now advantage of that. Call me. Now they're twittering me. So let me tell what you, gonna de- I don't want to talk to them ever again. They're done. So one of the so, great advantages of working hard in this country and getting lucky a few times is we're in this age where everything's robo. Oh, you got to cut fees. You got to cut fees. I right. say the number one thing you should pay for is financial advice. And for, I mean, obviously, you've got to find the right financial advice. And for services, yeah, but we're and fi- and, and we buy when we say that. I just we get paid for the greatest advice. gift I've ever had is having a, a more, uh, uh, um, high net worth. Morgan Stanley account. I pick up the phone. Yeah, I need a wire done. It's done. Okay, I don't care what they're charging me. I just, you just want, it done. want it done professionally, on time, on demand. I want my trades done on demand. I want. I want to talk to somebody. I don't want to but yell that's a at premium anybody. Service I for, But for it's uh, one of
0: the benefits of of,
1: of working hard. And that I that love is. It. I that, love so it. the my difference between person, the
0: robo advisors and the other. Robo advisor is geared to be very inexpensive. In my office, liftoff, we set up a robo advisor no, because cool. we have clients that, and we have potential but clients that don't want to pay. But they can still know that call you. Still no, call they, you. not if they're paying. You but know, they
1: still think they can call you, and I and I believe in it at many levels. I'm just saying one of the greatest get- we and we cannot disrupt banks far enough. We uh, have you banks. called
0: Amazon to have... No, you can't. That's part of the reason it's so inexpensive. No, I understand. You know, understand. pick up the phone and call PayPal to complain about a mistake. It ain't going to happen. That's why yeah. it's so the cheap. The biggest change
1: coming is fintech. Wells Fargo, all these banks, they got their free pass in 2008. They Maybe they've been unfairly punished uh, in fines... Uh, the the interesting thing far. about the fines is it's it's been a distraction for the banks. And so as much as they've had the cash to pay these things, they uh, the gremlins are loose, uh, whether it's uh, payments or whether it's now transfer-wise. It's just raised money uh, so you can do uh, wires, inter-country without the money ever crossing border. <coughs> Genius uh, friend of mine, investor Roger Inberg, or whether it's Hood, or whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's just – uh, Apple Pay, which still is not quite there because the banks are still involved. Right. And so I refuse to use it. Well,
0: but Apple has all these credit cards on very fly, Why Very disappointed with do that.
1: Apple Pay because it could have been It's bigger. exactly what I expected it Yeah, but I, I want them to have to a be. bank. Yeah, I understand. They but don't it want to it doesn't mean that. anything to me. Right. Well, they need to do it. And that's what I said about the banking, Google and Apple still have refused to take them. that. That's not what stuff. they do. That's not what they're interested. I understand, in. but there's got to be another. There's got to be something better than seeing the Chase logo. I don't want them to see a nickel of my money. I don't trust them. They don't pay me. Uh, they, they waste money on real estate and services that I don't want. So you effectively invented the cash tag on, yes. on
0: Twitter. Thank you. Yes. It's called the hashtag.
1: No, it's called in- the cash check. They have now stolen that idea right. and called it the cash tag. It hasn't hurt us. We've been growing really fast. But, uh, you know, it was not something that we felt that we could patent or. Dollar
0: sign in front of a symbol. And now you actually. was a about language
1: it. that. Uh, when Twitter started, I was inspired to start start stock twits. I called Fred Wilson. I said, Fred, what do you think? He goes, this is genius, but I can't invest because I foresee this is where Fred's genius comes in. He could see the future and say, you know, I'm going to be in a board meeting at Twitter and they're going to be like, you know, I just don't want to. I foresee right. a problem. So he passed, but also was very bullish on the idea. Twitter didn't think it was interesting. Uh, so we started, you know. Using tweets. And it's a couple hundred thousand people, right? It's a lot yeah, of- half a million people, 100,000 regular lunatics every month logged right. in, doing the digging. Like really, our trending right. tickers really mean something because 91% of our messages today are on just stock twits. They don't see the light of day on Twitter. 61% of our messages on a daily basis now have the cash tag. So there's really a lot of intent on stock twits. You know, may you may uh, not- like day trading, but the traders are the market makers. They're the ones that talk mm-hmm. about what's important. So our job is to surface that stuff. But let's
0: get to some questions on stuff that we um, we missed earlier. Um, I'm gonna throw some stuff at you and I, feel free to go as long or short as you want on any of these. Mm-hmm. So we briefly touched on this, but we didn't spend a lot of time on it. What are some of the similarities and differences between startup investing and buying regular stocks?
1: Yeah, one of my favorite subjects. So, started a complete opposite, uh, the way I look at it, you know, I I think I, I dropped earlier that if if I'm looking at stock, I assume my paper is the worst paper in the world. I wipe my butt with it. Uh, I don't want the paper. I don't want to, I don't want the certs. Uh, I just assume everything's corrupt. So when I buy a stock, I think the world's against me. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't care about the information that I'm getting. I have a catalyst in mind. Uh, I look at price and volume characteristics of stocks. I like to buy stocks that are at or near all-time highs or five-year highs. Uh, it's which means a, it's that a frowned an,
0: upon the word momentum is associated with. Which means with. that which means when we're in a correction or recession during the, I get, you're, you're I get just hurt not early. buying anything.
1: Well, and I get hurt at the end of a run, and uh, I take my lumps at the end of a run. But I you're hope, missing that whole down down run. I hope if I'm doing my job right, I'm missing the whole most thing. of it anyway. Yeah. And 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 in markets like this, it's been difficult because last February I got stopped
0: out of a lot of things. You had, and what, an be, 8% pullback in last yeah, year? Yeah, and I haven't really found a good,
1: my portfolio, I haven't found, you know, I've had occasional wins, but it's been choppy right. and whatever. So, so I, you I've want a trending
0: some. market, not a range-bound sideways. Yeah. yeah. Two steps forward, one step back, everybody gets panicked. Yeah, then I mean,
1: cash is forward. not a dirty word to me. Uh, my investors have known me a long time, and I'm patient, and I'm busy. So, like, I like easy markets, and I don't think we're in an easy market right now. This is right no now. longer an easy, the long Well, it's crew. been an easy market for bond people because it's been trending for 20 years, but 30. I'm not a bond guy, so right. I've missed that. I've, I definitely have missed biotech. I mean, I don't understand the catalysts, and I don't understand the valuations, and I don't use the products, and I'm too I'll old to it learn to them. to you off-air. Off so, it's really I mean- can, have, can only thing. be an expertise in a few things. So right. for stocks, I like to keep it simple. I like to understand the catalyst. For me, Nike's been a huge winner. Uh, uh, for me, Apple and Google have been huge winners. There's been deep corrections along the way, but I've stuck with them and won. Um, in the private market, is completely different. Private market, all I care about, uh, rightly or wrongly, is the team and the management. And uh, the valuation, even though valuation, I said earlier, sometimes isn't important. To me, it matters because I can't get out. Right. I mean, I'm going to be in this Is thing for seven years. Is it valuation or exit? Is that really- It's yeah. a combination of both. But in the public markets, I want to pay, I want the most liquid securities, right? I want to see, in and, and, and that matters to me. I don't care about the valuation. I care about, can I get out? In the private markets- I care. I know I can't get out. So what matters to me is, is this management team willing to get hit in the head for six or seven years? Because that's what it takes. You know, now that I've been doing this for 15, mm-hmm. 16 years, too mogul an example being like- Closer took, to 20. I don't know about 20. I don't know if I want to be in companies that take 20 years. No, no. You, you've been doing this Yeah, yeah, to yeah. But I mean, I've been in deals now and I have, it's like investing in horses or investing in seeds, right? You have to continually invest in crops to make money. Right? Because there's going to be wipeouts. There's going to be a year of bad, a group of bad investors. There's going to be a group where everybody got the technology wrong. And, you know, so you have to continually place bets. And that's different You're building than building a ladder,
0: market. building an angel investing ladder.
1: I call it a ladder or I call it. Uh, crops, you know, you can't be biased, right? When my investors give me money, it should be for three or four funds. It shouldn't be for one fund because then they're cherry picking Because they're
0: all out of phase and they're all Yeah, going they're in cherry picking times.
1: and technology changes. So, uh, you know, the social wave has passed. What's the new wave? You know, I'm not so much doing hardware or wearables, um, but I'm more focused on fintech. And I'm learning quickly that I've evolved from social to fintech, and even and Stocktwits is a a social social fintech anyway, right? No, but it's a much smaller niche. Right. You know, it's you're not going to get billion dollar companies in niches, so you have to accordingly adjust your expectations and the valuations and all that stuff according to the niche that you're in. But I think we're in an era of the mega niche where mega niche, yeah, where in China. Uh, WeChat dominates. Twitter doesn't dominate, or Facebook doesn't dominate. In the rest of the world, Facebook dominates. Twitter dominates in certain other areas. LinkedIn dominates. But <clears throat> now we get into the air where, with all those networks proliferating, now you got to focus on drilling deep. You Let's know?
0: talk about LinkedIn a second. Yeah, they're the. I think they're the best of the of of the business networks. Yeah, because I I find that LinkedIn for me personally now obviously you're not when- hiring. What we have hired okay. from LinkedIn. Okay, the y- problem is the other eleven months when we're not putting out a request yeah. for we need a new you're not CFP a or uh, the the other eleven months people are just bearing me with resumes that I have no interest in. Okay, hi, can can you uh, be in my network? No, well, that person no, I don't who doesn't
1: me. listen to you and say you're not if when you're not using a network and people are still hitting you over the head, they're not using the network properly. Right. so they're probably not. But qualified. isn't
0: that endemic to LinkedIn and many other networks? Sure, it's not. But that's the
1: mistake that people make. They they right. make fun of LinkedIn because of that, but they're not understanding that really, it's really uh, uh, the other way scenario. The companies that are hiring are using it like crazy, we loving love, it.
0: Can I tell you something? So you have Every to... time we've made a major hire, all of our hires have come from LinkedIn. Yeah. And if you're you a know, growth well,
1: company, that's what you live on.
0: Yeah, no, it's terrific. The, the problem is- so uh, the the nice thing is when you people say, don't know how to
1: use social. Some right. people will walk up to you on the street and like uh, immediately accost you. Do they know social? No, they're right. idiots. So right. there's idiots out there. Like you, people you don't know how to use the tools. You mentioned but it's a Wells tool.
0: Fargo. Uh, yeah, they're DMing to, me when they could have just called me. Well, they can't
1: DM, DM you. You're not following. Well, them, not to so the DM me, but they're now publicly embarrassing themselves. want
0: to deal with them every now and again. I will be. So I take the same train ride back and forth to work every day. And on my little Verizon uh, modem, which I plug into my laptop, which is fantastic because I get – basically, I could leave an hour early because I'm working on the train. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the way home, on the way in, if I want to come in later, I'm, I'm at work at wherever I am with the laptop. Sure. And every there's a couple of dead spots. You would think in New York City, perhaps not Manhattan proper, but within the border of New York City, my data service should be flawless. I know we're not Singapore – or other countries that have a good infrastructure, but so every now and then I just get so frustrated and I'll tweet about how angry I am about how terrible Verizon Wireless is. The last time I did it, AT and T Wireless comes at me. If you're RT not Mobile happy, we'll do the same thing. So so I turned around. Yes, I responded back to them. I go, no, no, I'm with Verizon Wireless. Because you guys are so awful. I went to that. <laughs> They're the tallest midget yeah. in the room. Yeah, They're the best, it, it, but it, only because the rest of okay. you are so
1: awful. But if these companies knew, and by the way, I've made a lot of money in, in my private investing along customer support. So I, one of my other well, things? What sort of companies? Well, my other theme was customer support when social came along. I thought Twitter would be a great customer source. So we invested in Buddy Media- Which got bought by Salesforce for 800 million. By the way, Salesforce. Just so you know,
0: Salesforce is an unbelievable company.
1: Unbelievable company. Some people hate the product, but I'm using Relate IQ, which is the dumbed down version that they just paid quarter billion for. It's a great product. Right. Um, Oh, no. That changed my life. Semantic Act in the 80s changed my life. I remember that, sure. So uh, I am a big believer in contact management, and Benioff's uh, running the table. Uh, He's he's pretty much. uh, This is who? Mark Benioff's been had a genius who's, who's, run of the table. Salesforce his title CEO, is of, CEO of Salesforce, founder right. of Salesforce. So, luckily for me, they've bought four companies of, of mine over the years because I believe in customer support as big well. Acquisition, big
0: acquisition, big They spent a billion
1: dollars on companies that I was an angel investor in. So, I'm very grateful to them. Buddy Media, <laughs> Assisly, Go Instant, they've invested in Embedly, uh, on and on and on. Great, great vision for whatever they can't build, they buy. Um, which is a smart way to do which it. Which is a smart way to do it. Here's what corporate America doesn't know. They don't know how to use these tools, right? Why are they not using the f- – they use the tweets when they should be using the phone. They use the phone when they should be using the tweets. They're, they're You know what I mean? They don't have instinct. So, so well, I don't want to talk to Verizon or my airline. I want to vent on Twitter. Doesn't mean they shouldn't interrupt my vent. They should listen. And by the way, if they really want to do something, if you really have a voice, don't talk to me. Send me ten bucks in a coupon because I'm a good customer. Or ask, shut me or, down. Or ask shut you me why you're unhappy. No, and fix never it. ask me why. If fix I'm a, it. how about fix, fix it. what's not. They can't fix of it.
0: course they can. They but don't want to spend the money while, to you fix it while fix you're fix on it. the train. This oh is no, no, you are expected to be done by the time I get into the city. They're the best of the worst. Verizon. All they could say is Verizon's a good example. Hey, if I'm complaining about this. Put some guy in a train, follow that, and see where the weak spots are, and throw another damn tower. Up. Okay, but they it's could send that, that, that in a DM that
1: hey, we heard you. But they right. could also in a DM or or an app message saying Barry, I, I see you, you know they know that you have a lot of followers, they know you have a lot of influence. They could easily buy a service that would
0: allow that and send you ten bucks for your aggravation. I don't want the ten bucks. I want it to work. I want the ten bucks. I want the product to work the way it works in Singapore, in London, in Berlin. You go anywhere outside the United States. The internet is faster and cheaper. Should, the cell phone in service is end times I think you'd be happier in Berlin. Why? I think you should move. I you'd like be Berlin. I, I enjoy every time I go to Berlin. I have a great time. <laughs> Berlin is probably be probably the hippest, hottest yes. city in Europe right it now, is. It and is. has been for some time. It's also the cheapest of all the European cities outside of Greece. Yeah. So, um, but that's not the issue. The issue is you travel. A lot of America, what is the the stats? Something like one in four Americans have a passport. Mm-hmm. You travel abroad. And even though in many ways, we live in a great country, we've allowed a lot of other people, a lot of other countries to pass us. We're the first country that had this spectacular, National Highway System, yeah. which is now falling into disrepair. This and be- everybody else leapfrogged us because they started 20, 30 years after us. Yeah. Everything we have is 35 years On a years
1: relative after. basis, our two flaws are uh, not keeping our infrastructure up to speed. Tremendous. Okay, so that's number one. Money wasted on that. Uh, we're not helping the poor here. We're helping everybody else. Uh, the second thing is education. Right. Uh, we're taking. I look at my kids, and uh, and they're special kids, in my opinion. But they're all thrown in the same funnel. So wider the funnel at the top is getting wider, and and the testing gets weirder. Meaning more kids are different. We right. go, kids the, have Google today. The testing
0: does not well work because anymore. kids have Google today. Now to, to
1: have any test in an era of Google that's the same as twenty years ago is, is ridiculous. Right? right? My kid shouldn't be punished for understanding how to use Google. It just changed education.
0: Right, and they okay. haven't caught and up. Then but then social... that's going to be a decade-long I understand, process.
1: but you're asking what the really big issue And then the third one is bandwidth. I don't understand how a country this great can't have the best bandwidth in because the world. You, because then, elsewhere, the com- answer a is- A country that calls itself democratic and free right, to be trailing in
0: anything internet Silly.
1: Is, well, the answer is it. when
0: you go to Singapore or you go to Hong Kong, the rule is, oh, you want to be an internet provider, these are the minimum requirements. Absolutely. And we look at that as a nanny state in the United Absolutely. States, but it's like- Certain things that's are going Right. Sorry. Hey, listen- you're free to do whatever you want as long as it's 1 gigabyte up and down. Absolutely. Anything Get less to than it. that. Get to it. Anything less than that, we're not interested. I agree. Here's the floor. Now everybody compete with this floor. I mean, not that you, complicated. We're we're on the same page here. If you
1: give people the tools, the the smart people will use them and the country will explode. The Peloton situation. Everybody There's will build on the wrong. same I mean, you know, you got to watch out for the blood doping and you got to watch out for the tricks and you got to watch out for the criminals, the outliers. And you punish the outliers. You don't – you know, we live in a country where we're not punishing the outliers. Right. And we're not encouraging the peloton. So let's talk about blood doping for a second. And I I, I relate everything to sports because it's pure, right, other than the blood doping. Or the the underinflated balls. The peloton has been the same. Since the race started, right? You the the great riders figure out when strategically to break free, but the peloton is the peloton. In the United States, our peloton of internet system is behind everybody else's. Right. We behind can't the keep up. no excuse for that. And the money wasted on why is there not a San Francisco L.A. train, a bullet train? There is no excuse. Period. They haven't. Why can't they have I it in get China? Yeah, let's do it. There's
0: no. Excuse. So since you mentioned blood doping, let's let's talk a little bit about the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. because. Um, You you had not a great subject of mine because I don't really understand. But well, but here's the question. So you mentioned earlier, rates are at zero. Mm -hmm. You know, zerp, quantitative easing. The Fed has tilted the playing field. Let's bring it back to the area of your expertise. With money effectively at no cost, Mm -hmm. what does that do to startup investing? What does that do to startups? And how does that change the entire venture market? I think I can talk to that. That's why. I asked uh, you.
1: Well, I'll talk to first about the markets and my experience lately with the markets. I think it's so good, that too good. But you're not getting a bubble this time. You're getting you're getting really weird behavior because everybody knows it's overvalued. So the game is being played to not be a ninety-nine. I don't
0: know if everybody knows it's overvalued. Well, the smart the money question? is like
1: very fidgety, including yeah, but myself been fidgety I, for four years. Tra- but that's what I'm saying. It makes it very hard even in a low interest rate environment now, for when things I to had... work. What I'm saying is the market should just be relentless. And although it looks relentless on the S&P, there's been massive rotation because everybody's mm-hmm. fidgety trying to find cheap things because it's so crazy out there. So we've avoided the bubble because everybody's pulling money out of things as right. soon as they feel like a bubble so and moving guys, them into non-bubble ideas. So it's Guys who have for a been in the follower. market
0: for 40 or 50 years, guys like Jeff Sout and Laszlo Barini and- um, what others of that. What are they saying? Uh, they've all said that this reminds them very much of the early 1980s, where you had just come off of a 16-year bear market. The negativity could be cut with a knife. People's muscle memory was, "Hey, every time there was a pullback and I bought it, there was a rally and I got killed." So this is uh, this is just like we're going back to the crash. But they said it took a full five, six, seven years after the bear market ended. For people to wrap their head around that, hey, this is a different secular market. Even the eighty-seven crash, we still finished the year up one yeah. percent, and everybody used the eighty-seven. I, let me rephrase that: the people who were unwilling to accept that the bear market, oh, it was over, used the eighty-seven crash as a "see, I told you." But again, they missed. They avoided yeah. the twenty-two percent drop, but missed a hundred percent move up. Mm-hmm. I try not of, to think. I let the
1: market get me into positions right. uh, The private market is interesting because companies that I was investing in in a to 2 million valuation, those same founders and companies are getting 10 to $12 million valuations to start. And so the math really starts hurting, you know, that two to 12 is 600%, you know, that's different than the market being up a hundred percent. Sure. So, so I think that's what makes me nervous. I, you know, when you're investing in a company that everything can go wrong at a startup phase, right? You know, two million sure, it might have sounded cheap, but it's still like for a company that doesn't have anything going on. Like, right. I'm still in my head the old guy in the industry where I'm complaining that I can't pay 10 million valuation for three kids in a room. But
0: earlier, you were saying valuation is your least important I, I, thing. It's, I, the, it's just
1: an, it's just something that I've never gotten comfortable with. That's mm-hmm. why Fred Wilson
0: is the best. And I'm just an average So he's player. willing to take a chance, ignore the valuation. He and thinks, say and it's I agree
1: like I did with Robinhood and certain companies, I'm starting to get more comfortable and become a better investor because if price is the only reason you do not want to do a private investment, you should do the That's investment. That's a mistake. Right. right. In the public markets, same The opposite. Thing. No. If price is the only reason to not do something, it's also a mistake because you can get liquidity the next day. So price drives everything. The next
0: day, but that we're talking quarters and years, yeah. not- Hours and days, sure, sure, absolutely. It, it, for, but that's it, a trade, not. An, if you don't want to buy Google because you think it's pricey, and and your answer is, but you could sell it tomorrow. Uh, most most people these days aren't looking to day trade Google. They're looking to buy a tech company. Look at Apple as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, it was seven and change. It split. It was a huge split. And here we are. We're now over that prior pre-split high. Yeah. But when you spoke to people, Apple at 650 Apple at 700 oh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I'll use it more at the private market. What If price is the absolute reason you are passing on an investment and you really feel good about every other aspect, team, market, everything, it's hold, hold your nose. And buy it. And, and own it. Okay? Um, that's a very hard hurdle for the average even good investor that I was at the beginning to get over. I have definitely learned to live with that in this What did you pass, Chris? Evaluation? With Twitter and Zynga. Uh, Z- two giant home runs. I know, but Zynga was at 20 million valuation when a poker room at the time.
0: And what's Zynga worth today? I
1: don't know, but I mean, it definitely was a mistake. Uh, and, and
0: Twitter, we know Twitter is a multi-billion-dollar company.
1: So, but you learn. It's not like I'm perfect. Right. I mean, like I said, you know, on my, if you go to my blog or if you go to my our website at Social Leverage, I'm proud of those misses. What am I do? They're, they're at least I was in the batter's box. The right. biggest crime is for my investors is not to see those deals. Right. So if they pay me the two and a half and twenty, which they do, two and, at and a half, and, leverage, not even two and twenty, two and, two and a half, and 20. Half. And that's standard in it's, in, it's, in, the, in the in the industry. I'm in VC? the middle of our third fund raising mm-hmm. and and. You know we're we're raising capital, but I mean that is standard, right? There's certain
0: standards. It's in the richer industry. than hedge funds f- fee structure. Yeah, I mean so because it's not two it's two point five. Yeah, and so those it's life cycles be... are ten
1: years uh, right. of these things. It's standard. I mean, listen, if you're if you're going to write me a check for ten million, you're probably going to negotiate fees. I've never right. had that happen in negotiation, but it can happen. I assume. so those of
0: you listening, if you got ten million for Howard, you could cut a deal. Yes. The, uh, so it's good to be the Jerry picks up the difference.
1: The, uh, it, it's good to be the GP? <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, but this, this, the thing about this style of investing is the Twitter, I'm embarrassed about, in hindsight, Twitter and single look like unbelievable gaffes. And you could laugh at me for that, but it would be worse to not be seeing the deals. Right. My, so pr- you got good deal my flow. My job is to get into the flow.
0: You got good deal flow, but you looked at these valuations and said, yeah, a little rich for me. Oh, and I and I looked at the products and I wasn't using the products. The other
1: thing is I got to use the products. Twitter at the time I was laughing at. Like, we were they on our Blackberries. Right. Remember two thousand seven? Sure. Blackberries market crash, twenty million valuation in an era of two million valuations. Right. And by the way, you could have bought Apple and Google and tripled your money. Right. and Whatever. Not not not, too not, not Twitter. Obviously, returns because it was a mistake. But I'm really proud because by being in the market, I caught an Uber at four million valuation. So you have to be in the market. Meaning, I'm going to make mistakes. I didn't own it. I didn't own biotech, and I still had outsized returns. To me,
0: Twitter was the no brainer. Uber was the harder thing to conceptualize. To me, it was a no brainer. That's fascinating to me. Tell me why. Because when Uber first came around, it's like, wait, I'm use my phone to call a cab. I walk down to the street, I wave my hand. There's a cab. Tell me what made you think the Uber... magic
1: of it. I live in Coronado
0: and I could just push
1: a button and, and the car, car would come over the. It wasn't, no, it was twelve, fifteen minutes right. four or five years ago. Instead of picking up the phone like, and calling a cab company. Well, I don't trust the cab. I mean, I don't trust the system. You know, the medallion system was broken. It deserved Clearly, to be disrupted. You see, 25 percent drop. They weren't investing drop. in their infrastructure. Right. Okay, no, this is the problem I have with the. Listen, it's not fair. Let's talk about it right up front. It's not fair What's for Uber fair? to. It's not fair. They're breaking some rules and Uber is not fair at many What levels. rules are they breaking? Well, I'm just saying they don't have their licenses. They've, they've been creative, let's say. And I say this as an Uber they, shareholder. They offer
0: a more creative- But let's
1: think how broken the medallion system is. You right. have one dude making all the money or one woman making all the money at the top. They're not investing in technology. The drivers are unhappy. The customers are unhappy. It's, right. Everything's broken. Right. There's no trust in the system. It was due to be disrupted in hindsight. Okay. so what? And then we're looking at Zynga. I'm going, I don't play mobile games. Right. Uh, $20 is crazy uh the market's crashing and so as a non-user of the product ever still not to this day I, you know it was such a leap of faith but mark you never played
0: angry birds or anything like that Never.
1: but mark Pincus <laughs> was the outlier i right. should have just invested in him because he was going to do anything he to be a billionaire and that was it he wanted to do anything to be a billionaire so
0: back to uber and that's so where the people so matter. you look at this and say Here's an entire infrastructure ripe to be disrupted. It was We've a seen four million valuation, right? I mean, and just... New York City taxis, the medallions have dropped 30 percent in value, mm-hmm. just as a reflection of how broken.
1: Yeah, that and, model and if is. the
0: city was going to do its job,
1: whoever is a mayor would step in and say, "Listen, we're going to train people on Uber, we're going to train people how to use their iPhones,
0: and we're going to give people you don't have to train people to use their well, iPhones." Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's why the yeah, and you know, can I tell cabs... you a funny Uber story? Sure. So last week we're in Seattle. And I I will spare you in the States. The, what's that? Is that in the US? That's in the US. Okay. Not too far from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And um I'm on the Microsoft campus, which by the way, you know I'm an I'm Apple. I'm long Microsoft. Uh, you know I'm an Apple guy, I was never a mm-hmm. giant Microsoft fan. But I'm long on Microsoft. It is astonishing. Yeah. The the campus Absolutely. is fifty nine thousand people, some insane number. Sure. It goes as far as the eye can see. So you can get Been in a car there. and keep driving. Mm-hmm. So we we call an Uber to get back into into Seattle proper. The place is so big, and the way the maps work, because mm-hmm. it's not like roads. Right, it doesn't have it's mapping. So, so we had a hunt. All right, make a left. I'm on the phone with one phone, looking at the Uber with the other phone. All right, look, make a left. And it, it took us fifty minutes for the guy to find no, us. No, New
1: York, Seattle, London, Uber doesn't work perfectly because of oh, subtleties right. to the road. No, and it subtleties works in to Manhattan. Never had issues in Manhattan. You haven't had a driver that didn't know the shortcuts. No. And, okay. Can
0: I, so one other one other personal story. So we have a client who happens to be the guy who turns Google Maps into Google Map app. Mm-hmm. That's a client of ours. So one day, I someone's going to meet the office and uh, meeting us, and they're late. And I was like, how are you late? Uh, well, Google Maps sent me to, not to, so our address is a Park Avenue South address. I'm sorry, our address is Park Avenue proper, and it sent them to Park Avenue South. Right. And so where are you? I'm down on 26th Street. No, we're all the way, we're by Grand Central. Well, Google Maps sent me to Park Avenue South, not Park Avenue. Right. I said, I'll take care of it. They thought I was joking. Yeah. Send send an email to a client. Hey, here's the issue with Google Maps. Here's the fix. Go fix it. Oh no, it was by yeah. the time the person got to office, I go, search for Google Maps. Yeah, that's why they search for address. He's like, How'd you do that? I go, I got it covered. <laughs> Which is really a hilarious no, story, so but, so, uh,
1: so the key is flow. My yeah. customers or my partners, uh, the way I do them wrong is to be out of every deal. Just the old batter's thing. You got to be swinging. You got to be looking and at stuff. You got to be swinging. I'm not happy. I made. Here's what the mistake I made was Zynga. I passed on a great founder. The right. mistake I made on Twitter was... Uh well, price was my only reason for not doing it. It was a fun product. I was using it, and I didn't get the valuation.
0: Although you're still not happy with the product, and you're not happy with the way they're running the business. Phenomenal. You're not happy with the business around the product.
1: Well, I'm just you know they've created all these pressures. The market, the public markets are all about pressure. You can Mm -hmm. delay gratification. You can push off valuation.
0: Amazon's done that successfully for 15 years. Twitter
1: hasn't done a good job of talking to the street and explaining their vision. Uh, let's face it. But at the same time, it's an incredible product. It's an incredible company to build so fast. Right. But they're obviously having trouble living within the market cap that they've been given. They and, have to figure out how to monetize the And They need the to figure out how to communicate the vision better. And they haven't done that yet. Yeah. And so
0: So you and I can talk about it. But this as a core stuff.
1: product, I think it's the greatest product ever created. For Twitter. guys like me. For guys like Twitter, me for sure. Live, I
0: think it's Can I tell you I was never a very active you know, Facebooker. I, it was always like I don't care about the pictures of your kids. I don't care about your vacation. It's like everybody's the minutiae of everybody's life without the wit and charm of Seinfeld. You know, yeah. That's that's so. And, and then it's the same LinkedIn pro- thing. You well, know, it's not you, a social network. You start it's to a, friend everybody, and the next thing you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's completely worthless. Twitter, on the other hand, what I love about Twitter is I get to say. I'm gonna effectively hire the smartest people I know exactly to be my research department. It's my Peloton. Uh, that's exactly it. It's completely. It's a complete expert network.
1: And, and but it's not free in the sense that it's just magically gonna work for you. It's free. You have to invest. It,
0: it, the investment is time, time not money, and, and, curation, that's a and, time. And, right. and curation and gardening.
1: And curation and gardening. You get what you put it in. Stocktwits, which we created, was just a Peloton for finance and a Peloton of traders and investors.
0: Define Peloton for research for listeners who may not be. Bike racing fans.
1: Well, I mean, if we watch the Tour de France, which bores most people, it's because it is a peloton most of the time. That's just a beautiful, looks like a bumblebee. A, right. It looks like a hive of bees. Right. It's
0: a tight sound. It's a, it's a tight, tight crowd, group of people, which is really hard right. to
1: stay in if you're. Right. That's the. That's why. Re, that's why people happen. love it. Yeah. Is because it is beautiful to see two hundred people who are so close together riding right. at forty miles an hour. Right. There is an art to that, but the art to winning the race is deciding when you're going to break free.
0: when, when you when you know. Along so LinkedIn, is,
1: I mean, Twitter is the greatest uh, mental and and uh, educational and mind-expanding peloton. You're hanging out with the smartest people in the world and just uh, flipping the news. or Right. And it is your job to curate it. That's an, that's, an, that's an overwhelming to most people, lazy people's thing. Oh, I want this to magically work. We're in a world of Netflix no, takes, and Uber. it it requires where, work. And this is where Twitter could really do something interesting. I could start a business tomorrow called Twitter 911. Uh, and I could put 500 people in a room and start – ship and, and have you call me to tell you how to use Twitter. Twitter should have had a much bigger support desk to help people get to the Peloton stage yeah. faster. Hey, I'm interested in beer. Okay, I'll send you a list in 10 minutes of the 500 people that will give you the best links – and the best brains on beer. And
0: how hard is did it that, for Twitter to set up a dozen verticals and say, if you're well, interested I mean, in this, if you're here. an
1: entrepreneur, you should do it. Like I've often thought of starting a Twitter help desk. It just how do you get paid lists. with that? How about this? You charge your customers. You
0: take, you take the daily sections of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 business and investing. It's sports. Those it's metropolitan, it's food, it's theater, it's film, it's yeah. going down the list. Mm-hmm. Sports and dining and travel and mm-hmm. automobiles, those are your verticals. Mm-hmm. You come up with variations of each of those verticals and say, hey, you follow this? Here. Click this I and agree. here are those yeah. you're following the hundred people in the space who cover this.
1: We invested I invested with Mark Cuban in a company called Get LittleBird that does that. So it's just a matter of when we execute on this. But Marshall Kirkpatrick, it's called getLittleBird.com. And it's, you know, people are solving these problems, just not Twitter solving. Now if Twitter buys these companies, that'll be interesting. But uh, this is – this is what people don't understand about a Twitter is it's got so much potential. And that's what's exciting about it. Stock Twitter's at the same level why why we're so excited about Stock twits, Same thing for finance.
0: So we're going to – I'm going to interrupt you here because you and I have been talking now for 90 minutes. Okay. We could go for another okay. two hours. I know you have places to go and things to do. So I'm going to wrap this up. Howard, I really appreciate you coming in and speaking with us for, for so long. I hope listeners can parse – um, some of the subtleties in our conversation and actually pull something out. Uh, I've been lis- You've been listening, I've been speaking with, you've been listening to Howard Lindzen of Social Leverage, StockTwits, and a variety of other companies. He's an angel investor and venture capitalist. Be sure and check out our previous, um, previous podcast. If you're listening to this, you probably know where our podcasts are. They're on iTunes and Bloomberg.com. Uh, my follow me on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle? At Howard Lindzen. L-I-N-D-Z-O-N. That's going to be tough. To, that's going to be tough. To remember, at Howard Lindzen. You can follow me at Ritholtz or check out my daily column at BloombergView.com. I'm Barry Ritholtz. You've been listening to Masters in Business on Bloomberg Radio.
1: You're listening to Masters in Business with Barry Ritholtz on Bloomberg Radio. The Bloomberg Sustainable Business Summit returns to London on April 25th for a solution-driven look at the sustainable business and finance landscape, looking at the latest trends in ESG regulations, supply chain innovation, and transition finance. Speakers include leaders from CDP, Emirates Environment Group, TNFD, c COA, and more. Summit advisors include Citi and Schneider Electric. Visit bloomberglive.com slash 2024 to learn more.